This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard and alongside me as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day everybody. All right, uh, we are back again. Uh, Mitch is still buzzing from the impending uh, mm-hmm. Reese Walsh announcement about him signing. Maybe it's official by the time you. Yeah, I'm not as buzzing. This. Okay, yeah. If once it actually happens, I'll be more buzzing. Correct. There's still a chance, it, obviously, it doesn't happen. But yeah. I mean, all the chat so far in the last hour or two has been it's it's happening. You know, I read something already. Someone said like their worries only going to let him go back to the Broncos. Yeah, right. So that's why the Dolphins aren't a shot. Um. Okay. All right, let's start then with uh, Rookie Takes. Uh, new listeners of the show, this is our weekly segment uh, where uh, listeners nominate uh, the worst rugby league opinions of the week. I read out the five finalists and we vote on one. Uh, last week's winner, Corey Parker in a landslide, as we expected. This week, I think we'll go the same way, Mitchell. Um, well, here we go. Well, you'll remember it when we get to it. First, we have Steve Callahan uh, in the Lower Blue Mountains Community Social Group. I'm curious about something. Sunday afternoon, I watched the Rugby League on Channel 9. A little light entertainment on a cold and windy day. I, I no longer think this is serious. I become a little disconcerted and perplexed when prior to the match and at halftime, they show the dressing rooms with players in various stages of dress. The advertisement for deodorant during the game shows men in their undies spraying each other with the deodorant and then sniffing mm. each other all over their bodies to enjoy the wonderful scent of the deodorant. I'm just wondering on what level is this okay? If the TV network does this with the women's netball... There would be a tumultuous uproar. Screams of sexism. Apparently, what is good for the goose is definitely not good for the gander. I appreciate your thoughts. And he's attached a picture of a gander. So that's a nice touch. I'm not sure if this is real or not. But uh, the like scream sexism ultimate... thing. Why would anyone scream sexism if the girls are nude? I don't think they would, actually. No, they'd be screaming, why is it? Yeah, they'd say the same <laughs> thing if like some dude's cock was out on the fucking channel. Yeah, no. um, okay, the fact that it's an old dude on Facebook, I'm willing to treat this at face value. Yeah. Okay. I, what I will say is that what he's saying is, again, people could say, oh, look at that. It's unequal. But I will tell you right now, again, the male and women's privacy is created unequal. Yeah. We don't know if women fart. You can't prove it. They, can't, they example, don't. I'm pretty sure. They don't. You can't yeah. prove that. We all know every man farts because we, t- we oh, do yeah. it. We laugh at it. But okay. <laughs> farts are funny. We go to a men, you go to a men's toilet. You see a lot of penis. You do. The women have cubicles. Yeah. You know, who knows what they're doing in there? Yeah, that's it. Men, when they go to the beach, bottom shirts off for a men is a normal thing. I'm not saying women can't have their shirts off, but it's just a bit of an accepted thing. And I think there might be a space where there will be cameras in a women's dressing room. But they're not going to show them in their gear like that. No, it's just what it is. It just and that's just it is what it is. It is. Yeah, I, I don't really know how we can expand on it more than that. And I I've agree. seen a bit of, um, by the way, I've seen a bit of RLPA randomly on that, whinging about cameras in the dressing room, that it's privacy, whatever. It's just, just the same old thing. It's like, I get what you're saying. And I do think some of it's too much. Like, there is things made for the dressing room, things that aren't. But also, shut up. Did you rather get fined for pretending to jerk Joseph Swallow? I don't know. But it's like, again, these are the things that like the broadcasters pay for that access. Mm. Do you, you want to get that, that access? What? Yeah. On the, I thought it was funny. So did I. So did okay. I. Good. But it's like, you take away things that those are the things pure, like actually you can say you take that from the broadcaster might pay less money because they want that access. They want to do that stuff. And if you take it away, it's money out of the pocket of the players. That's what that is. Mm. You know? It's not some yeah whatever you you know you, uh, and I, I do think there's sometimes there but it's not great and I do think a lot of the post game stuff is garbage when they harass the players or like an hour after the game but whatever. Um, people like yep, it. yeah they do. All right, Peter Salato, in reply to your tweet, unless you want to go back 15 years to the wrestle, the logic behind the rule is great. Obviously, some tweaks are needed. Said from day one, the captain should have one tackle to decide whether to take six again or a penalty, and that will solve the issue without going back to wrestle. I am the at weird the point. part about that it was 15 years. That was the weird part about that. So the rules uh, two years old. Yeah. What happened five years ago when we had I know, I know. What, and footy was great in like 2018. What, what was that 12 like year gap? But it was, there was no wrestle. <laughs> mm. Um, 
I'm at the point where if someone says the phrase the wrestle and they're not taking the piss, I just ignore them. Like I just zone out and ignore their opinions because they don't know what they're talking about. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. And the wrestle's always been in the game and always will be. This game literally ended because some cunt got wrestled on the ground for 15 seconds. I mean, you know, in the in the 70s and 80s, people used to applaud when you could kick, kick someone in the fucking head. Yeah. What jujitsu back in the game will not wrestle. Oh, so that's when a scrum against the feed. That was exciting. That was like by accident, too. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that was weird. Like the Eels play kicked it into the South forwards. Anyway. Uh, okay. The great take. Yeah. It's just, right. There's people you just ignore them. That's why I didn't reply to him again. Um, yep. Right. Play by you. Uh, Mark Gottlieb. It's a picture of Latrell with his beanie rolled up. Kind of defeats the purpose of wearing the beanie if you cover up the logo for fashion purposes. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, yes. Uh, I was, I, I'm not, we, we've been asked not to sway the voters, but I will say that um, Mark dug in here. He, he, he responded to like dozens of people defending his take. Never mind that other players had their beanie rolled up. Never mind that Latrell later on in the game, like same game we saw him wearing the beanie with the logo down mm. let's ignore That's as he's want to do from mark to dig yes. in let's ignore all of that right mm. and mitchell i want you just like so this was presumably at like half time in the sharks bulldogs game or in the gap between the sharks game and the south game right that's when this would have been right mm-hmm. or maybe even it's actually it was yeah so 6 26 p.m so oh yeah so half time sorry half time in the broncos cowboys game so that's when it was um like, what percentage of people who consume, like, Fox League and who watch Fox League every day, who watch the NRL every day, who consume NRL media, who have been watching the rest of the fucking broadcast on the day in question, what percentage of those people do you think did not know why Latrell Mitchell was wearing that thing? I think it's 0.0%. I don't think there is one single person who saw that and went, why is the trail Mitchell wearing a beanie? There was one person, Mark Gottlieb. Exactly. Um, <laughs> he's, he was I, stunned. he's wearing a cream beanie. <laughs> That's not a part of the official attire. I just don't understand why it's such a, it's just like, would, I, I don't, I like Mark. Would, uh, this is like Tim the other week with the cock abbreviation for cook. Like just these bizarre hills to die on. And like, wouldn't I Mark think ask op- curious about his red hat? I don't know. Maybe. I hope we get some tennis <laughs> questions. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about that. But um, look, I, I don't agree with it regardless, but especially like show, like just maybe uh, it's Latrell Mitchell as well. You're going to cop pelters for this because it is mm. on face value, a pretty unfair criticism of a guy who hasn't played a game in like three months. And yeah, he got... <laughs> A lot of negative responses, uh, but yeah, let's move on. Uh, maybe this w- one workshop is, that one again. Yeah, maybe this one is. Uh, I, I can read the quote out, but it was it was uh, the culture secretary of England, Nadine Dorries. So I've always quite liked the idea of rugby league, and my long-standing memory is that 2003 drop goal. I think we were drinking Bloody Marys at the time, but wow, what a moment that was! This was at the Too launch of the Marys. Rugby League World Cup, which. I, I, I'm pretty sure she wasn't talking about the drop goal in a game that was between the Raiders and the Warriors at the same time in twenty in 2003, which someone did uh, dig up and find, which was very impressive on their part. But, yeah, they're different sports. They are. I mean, I'm not as pro this one being a team, though, it's influence. This isn't a take. This is a dumb thing someone said. I agree, but it, the, A, it it's doesn't matter because yeah, no, Mark's going to win, a- and two... Uh, I I just said A and two fucking hell. Um, and fine. I'd say the same thing. All there the wasn't time. that many good. There wasn't that many good ones this week. But it doesn't matter. Play on. A clear winner. Uh, and last one, John Bellchamber. Rugby league is like Sky News versus rugby unions. ABC. Okay, <laughs> explain <laughs> yourself, John. <laughs> uh, he has I, no I idea the history of either of them. Like how can like. One of the like the Nazis were literally in bed with rugby union in France. Literal, yes. na- not not like not. I watch Sky News, so I'm a Nazi. Literal Nazis in, in like in occupied France ran rugby league out of the fucking area. Yeah, read a book, John. No, <laughs> I'll tell you what book you won't be reading. Paul Gowan's autobiography. Oh. I wouldn't know where it is. Someone yeah. could be reading it. <laughs> Maybe. I hope they are. It's a good one. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not reading a... it, mate. The Fair Dinkin Department. You wouldn't find okay. it there. You, you would not find his book in the Fair Dinkin Department. Yeah. 
yeah, I guess not. Uh, all right, that's every good takes of the week. If you want to vote, you have to be a member of our Patreon subscription service, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, another membership perk is the Coltrane Cup, which is our weekly tipping competition, which I have given up on after picking the Tigers last week because I knew a lot of people were going to pick the Warriors. That was the only gambit I was behind, few few wins behind the pack, um, and thought this is my only real dice throw to get back in the game. But I should have zigged instead of zagging. I am officially out, so I don't really... I guess I'll keep doing it, but it doesn't matter. doesn't matter uh, now. How about it? Yeah. This week yeah, is went... terrible. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, I, I, I'm so far behind on home teams that I'm tempted to tip the Sharks, but I can't trust them. Uh, and I'm so far behind that it doesn't matter, and I don't think I've tipped Newcastle yet, so I might just pick them, even though they're playing South, because I just don't care at this point whether I win or lose. And I well, see, home team. I was considering tipping them or the Dragons because the Dragons are the classic win, uh, you know, win-win situation mm. but i haven't hit the night yet either and i don't think they're going to win but they go to manly next week i don't think they're going to win there they host the roosters after that and they'll win they do play the tigers in round 21 but it's a long time to wait to make sure i can knock this one off and it's not like there's many options this week no uh, i'll just take the nights whatever it gives you shit yeah so yeah eels is obviously the chalk pick I can't do it. So I tipped against the Tigers last week. <sighs> Fuck. I think I'm going to the Knights as well. Mm. I don't care if I win or lose this pick. And also, I think South might win, but whatever. Doesn't matter. I, well, I, South are the favorites. You know, I think the. Like, That's crazy, by the way. We have so many players out. There's. Yeah, there's like, yeah, the, the team is so depleted. It's crazy, but whatever. Latrell Mitchell's playing. So the Knights have been too, though. But That's it. I mean. Yeah, if Luttrell was out, obviously it's a pretty smash pick for Nui and you'd hope. But I think you know, my main concern is um, just the Knights have looked a little bit better. Jaden Braley's back. You know, Braden Brimbess is back. Maybe they're a little better than what they have been. And you guys yep. um, missing Cook, Graham, Murray, Arrow. Arrow. And then and missing Graham out, Selay out. Four backups. Yeah, I still think Nichols, I don't think, is going to play either, but he's named, so we'll see. Yeah, I think you might end up seeing lots for feeder onto the bench. I still think, I reckon South will win. 100% reckon they'll win, but it's just saying you can see a a scenario where the Knights win. Yep, I agree 100%. All right. Uh, Okay, so that's it. If you want to be a part of Culture and Cup next year, you have to remember our Patreon subscription service, patreon.com forward slash Brim Rookies, if you would like to get involved in all that. And a special thank you to the people in the top two tiers. Of our Patreon service, and they are Bronco from Birth, Chris Savnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Cullinan, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Jace, Felix, Farnworth, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey, Gooch, Josh Brandon, Kick Souths out of the comp, Lachlan Haircock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilt Score, Seymour Butt, Stephen Hickey, Stoned Gossard, Swarzy, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Not So student Thor Laycock Tom Hardy and was thank you so much for your support everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens thank you as well and with that let's get into the questions are you serious <laughs> we're gonna have any questions okay question time over on patreon.com for just NRL boom rookies you want to guarantee your question gets answered on the show firstly Adrian Stanton after beating para are you leaning towards South being good again or is this the beginning of the end uh, well, we covered this. Well, by the time this airs, we'll have talked about it on the previous show. But no, I think we've turned a massive corner. I really do. Um, uh, I've been waiting for him to come back all year. I think that I don't think we're going to win the comp or anything like that, but I think we'll make some noise in the finals if everyone stays healthy and we get those guys who are currently out back in reasonable time. Uh, my opinion hasn't changed. They're still a top eight side and they're better with a troll. That's all. Uh, mm-hmm. Mario Siegs he says currently watching all dogs go to heaven for family movie night mm-hmm. what old movies have you gone back to discover to discover they were completely trash none they're all great well you see I haven't gone back to ones like all dogs go to heaven for example yeah um, they're all great like because you don't you know you don't go and watch all dogs go to heaven and expect a theatrical masterpiece you just want a movie that you enjoyed when you were a kid that has dogs in it 
Yeah, like Space Jam, I know. If you see it for the first time, we know it's a bad movie, but it doesn't matter. Still yeah. rules. People getting that argument is so they don't get it. It's like no one's telling you it's actually a good movie. They're not. But it's great. Yeah, it's great. I'll, I'll, yeah, I've watched that again. It's fine. Uh, no, it's not great. The new Space Jam, it's terrible. Yeah, if you see old movies like back then for the first time, not great. But you know, I've, I've rewatched. I watched heaps of kids movies from the nineties yeah. again, but I haven't rewatched that. But you know, Fern Gully holds up. Fantastic. Yeah. Mighty Ducks movies hold up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I'm sure if I get into parenting, I'll have the same experience that uh, that Mario is having. That you'll have to open, expand your horizons a bit, and watch ones you haven't interested in rewatching, and find out there's some garbage there. Yeah. Uh, Cam Beswick, did the trail just overtake AJ as Bungard's favorite ever bunny? Well, neither no of them are my favorite ever no rabbit. Yeah. Like Nathan Merritt's still number one. Um, uh, they're both awesome. Um, what would have to yeah. happen for a player to beat your club for as short as a trail for him to be your favorite player? We win, win the comp, comp in 2020 and 21, which we would have yeah. done if he'd played. So <laughs> it's actually not that far off. Yeah, but it's insane though. Like it, 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 it's really hard to become someone's all-time favorite player at a club. Yeah, I mean, it, like in that short period, if he gets back-to-back Clive Churchill's in 20 and 21, maybe yeah. probably still no. needs time. Mm. Yeah, that's it. But no, I, I, I love Latrell, but he's not in my top. Um, he's probably in the top 10 all-time Rabbitohs already, but he's not in the top five yet. He probably will yeah. be if he keeps playing, but not right now. Yeah, there's probably not a, there's not, uh, probably not a single Bronco in my top 10 either in the current side. Ma- oh, um, maybe Corey Oates. Like, mine's like Nathan Merritt's number one, mm. uh, Greg Inglis, Luke Stewart, Sam Burgess, Bo Champion, John Sutton, Adam Reynolds. AJ, um, yeah, uh, yeah, those. I mean, after merit, they're not in any particular order, but maybe trails in there after that. Oh, Cook and Cook and Murray probably ran at the top ten as well, and Cody okay. actually. Fuck, so many good, so many good players. It's such a curse. Uh, Ken Beswick's next question: Thoughts on the NBA free agency thus far? After a hectic first two days, there's been nothing. Is everyone just waiting to see what happens with KD? Well, I got a question for you, Mitch. Mm. What's going on in Utah? Mate, what's going on with free agency? Um, Why is nobody doing anything? That's what uh, everyone wants to know. The Gobert trade is one of the worst trades of all time, in my opinion, for Minnesota. Like, it's awful. Why did they do that? You know more about basketball than I do. Uh, it's going to age terribly. It, like, it's bad now. <laughs> and, uh, it's going to age just terribly. It just is. Like, I, I was honestly wondering... And there's always dumb teams in bad. I was honestly wondering with the size of his contract, if they could only get like a first or two for him, you know, salary matching and like two firsts. And I get obviously making that move that the Timberwolves think he makes, they get their picks and be like pick 25 or later every year. But they now have in their salary cap over there, their roster construction, and they have two $200 million bigs. Like two guys on the max, and in the last year, in in three or four years' time, Rudy Gobert, uh, Gobert is on um Gobert is on a uh, forty six million a year. I don't think that you can win a team as with Carl Anthony Towns as your best player, and I also don't think you can win a team with Rudy Gobert as your second best player. Well, well, actually, is Anthony Edwards the second best NBA. player? Yeah, the Edwards is better than Gobert, right? If you factor in both sides, of the, I don't no. know. No, I think uh, that's a Gobert. But so currently, until uh, Jokic's contract kicks in next year, mm. Go, uh, Rudy Gobert and Carlton Towns are the highest-paid centers in the league, one and two. Crazy town. The same. What are they and doing? It's it's. Oh, I get what they're doing because Carlton Towns is a bit of a cat. He's been playing yes, as a, that is true. Been playing as a power forward essentially last year or two anyway. Rudy Gobert's French. Vanderbilt. They're like all cowards. Yeah, I reckon for them a better fit would have been like Miles Turner. That's what I reckon. A guy who defends at the rim but who also plays the perimeter, even though in attack, in offense, sorry, that Carl Anthony Towns likes to be on the perimeter shooting. But I'm with you, mate. It was a ridiculous overspend for it's a insane. team that now it, there's baffling. There's not much movement left around for them. But it's no. also now like these happen every now and then. Like you could you you look back a few years, the the it's reset the trade value on on superstars again. Yeah. Kyrie Value has been the cheapest superstar ever because sorry, Kyrie Value. Kyrie Irving, cheapest superstar ever because he's a fucking idiot. He was yes. cheap from us as well. But everyone else, like they keep going higher and higher. And they've paid like more picks, I think, than the Lakers paid for Anthony Davis. That's Obviously, very the players funny. as well. 
And and Rudy, you know, he's an unlikable player in general. As a neutral, I think I don't, I'm not a big fan. Don't like Utah in the first place. So it doesn't help us talk in, look into it and think these guys will be great. But, you know, if, you, if you're the Timberwolves, you think you're getting the best defensive player in the NBA. You think that? You're the best rim protector in the NBA. You think your defense is already improving. It's going to be much better now. That's what they're thinking. But I still think it's terrible. And I still think, like you said, that price, like there's not many players you couldn't get for what they paid. If that's like, you you would think that that's like, they're getting like a top 10 NBA player for that yeah. amount of and, players, but whatever. Yeah. And these paying that many picks is like never worked out for like anybody ever. No. Speaking so, of which well, though, like I don't like the guy, but the Durant situation is so intriguing to me because there's never, I don't think, in the history of basketball being a trade asset this valuable, ever. His age hurts, obviously. But other than that, he has four years on his deal. Yeah, exactly. Four years on his deal. We've seen that he still can be the same guy. So there's no trade. There's, is, is there, there's no no trade clauses either. No, right? there isn't. But it's like there's, yeah. it's very rare that, and that's what people, some people struggle with. It's like, it's very rare someone with four years less than their deal wants to move. Because when, when James Harden went, even though it was hard to move him, but it was like he had, he had a player option left. Mm. And he was pretty, you know, in the year of player option, whatever. But as you said, he's proven his value. Yeah. I think that's part of the pause right now. Yes. Is figuring that out, obviously. A strange also, move for some, but a logical move for the biggest coward in the history of sports. Yes, 100%. That's it. And, you know, couldn't one of his own team couldn't do it. <laughs> as we all, yes. as we all, as anyone with a clue predicted, they weren't going to win shit. There you go, because because that was a classic one. Like that was old school baseball scout thing. You know, it wasn't like it, with with Kevin Durant and the Nets. I was the old guy in Moneyball. You know, I was our character concerns and what I, I didn't care about whatever their fucking field goal efficiency was or all that shit. I was like, no, nah, they're gonna fuck that. That, that team's not going to work, and it didn't. There we go for dickheads, mm. three dickheads together, but. I don't know where they'll go, but Kyrie or Coward is worthy of the Lakers. But Freedom's has been interesting. Uh, what, what NBA fans are struggling with, it's the same struggle we've had with um, in, in rugby league. When, once players started getting paid a few years ago, like over 500K, fans really struggled with the value of contracts. People, two or three yeah. everyone bitched for every four to over 500K. Now everyone's just used to it. NBA fans are losing their mind about like Jalen Brunson's contract, for example, and forget, then they're just not understanding that like it's not that big of a contract anymore. Like he, what would he be on the maybe the seventieth biggest contract in the NBA? I'll guess, you know, like maybe maybe fiftieth or similar. But you know, they, they, that's not the max. And there's other guys in the league who will be literally on double the money he's on this year. And I know that doesn't mean it's still not a big spend, but to get a guy in for agency, or they you always overspend. There's always those awkward contracts in the NBA where guys are like, fuck, how'd that guy get $15 million a year or $20 million a year? Because like, he was a free agent. Happens all the time. So, well, isn't that bad? But we might not, like, I'm like Anthony Simons, right? No one batted an eyelid at him getting re-signed for like the same money and he started for like half a season, you know? Anyway, being an interesting friend, my main thing I'm looking at is a Cavs fan is Colin Sexton situation. There's only two teams that can offer him $20 million a year left, uh, the Spurs and the Pacers, and they're both on the tanking path. So, I think the Cavs might be able to get him, get him to stay in Cleveland by matching a, de- a deal that might be like $17, $18 million a year. I think it's a great deal for Cleveland. So that's what I'm looking forward to from here. And then the KD trade stuff, as you said, Bungard, it's, it's a bizarre situation. It could go on for months. You know, people are wanting it to happen now, but it's, it's so hard to value him. And the Rudy Gobert trade really fucks up the value of him that it could go on for months. Yeah. Like five first-round picks. Yeah, if not and more. they can't. Well, like that's the thing. Teams can only trade so many. Can't trade back-to-back ones. They have to. And there's also situations. So well, they're in a situation where they can't trade for John Ayton from the Suns unless another team gets involved. For example, uh, they can't trade for guys like they were going to go to the Heat and for some reason if they want to Bam in a the deal they can't have Bam out of bio because they have Ben Simmons and there's this, there's a thing in the league I forget what it's called but I know the rule in the NBA is you can only have two guys in on your roster. They got the max five-year rookie extension. You can have two of them. I knew that rule. I didn't realize that you could only have one acquired by a trade. So they got Ben Simmons by a trade on a five-year deal. So they can have him. Yeah. They can't have any other player who was on the same contract. The five-year rookie. So there's a lot of guys who are like good in their mid to late 20s they can't have without moving Simmons. That's interesting. 
Yes, yeah, so I feel like, really bad for Ben Simmons. What an unfortunate situation to be. <laughs> but it's funny. I'm just like, sad Patty like, resigned with them. By the way, I thought he was going to leave. Yeah, but well, I'm not going to hate them after after this changes. I, I didn't no. like. I, I don't hate the Nets. I just didn't. No, like I, the, I, the I like. I've, I've been to Barclays Center two or three times. I quite liked the Nets before they got yeah. again three of the worst blokes in the world. So and, and the, the Lakers thing is so funny, mate. The Lakers can like piss and shit for an entire year, drive a team and a franchise into the ground, but because of the Lakers, they can just get Kyrie Irving for like free. You know, and I know it's a big risk, but it's like they just get out of any any issue. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's that, and that's what the team, the Knicks, should be like. That they should be. They're in New York. Everyone should want to go, but they're so fucking bad. They can't even be be the like, like you know, as competent as trading Westbrook's terrible contract mm. for, for Kyrie. But yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, Boston mate got Malcolm Brogdon, who's the oldest man alive. Jason Tatum's still nineteen. Brogdon's like forty. I don't like Malcolm Brogdon. Don't you? Oh, you yeah, because he you told the, story, the, yeah. the Delhi thing. But yeah, no, it's yeah. fine. It's, it's actually it, it'll be good. Yeah, it'll be and, good signing. But anyway, and they, next question. they gave up. They gave up no one that plays minutes, so it's good. Yeah. Um, Adric asks, "What would your WWE entrance song be?" Uh, when I had like a creator wrestler thing, when I played like WWE 2K like 06 or whatever, um, yeah. I had "Roses for the Dead" by Beautiful Friend. It's a good song. Yeah, uh, so hit him up by Tupac. Mm. Okay, I can come out saying first off, fuck your bitch, and you're clear yep, every time. Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> WWE's not PC these days, right? Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, um, that'd be uh, when I was younger. It was like always Rage Against Machine songs. Like when I was a, yeah, a younger kid. Oh, I had at one point. I remember when I was like, really young. When I used to, you know, when I when I was like ten, and I wanted to wrestle. I used "Down with the Sickness" by Disturbed. Yeah, it's pretty go. solid. There you go. I wouldn't want it, want it now, but then I did. But yeah, I'll take out Tupac. Anyway, Liam, do you think it, it's as funny as I do that the ARLC chairman debase yourself by having to respond to Loudmouse on Twitter? It's pretty funny. It is very funny. I find it really funny that all these yeah, people on Twitter, oh, they're terrible. They don't agree with me. But the people who come up to me in person, that's who we should listen to for the game. So, yes, that, that's the balance you want. There's probably like 10 people who said nice things to me in person. That outweighs the thousands on Twitter bitching. Okay. Uh, Sam Stevenson says, "What three past sporting events have you wished you watched live and attended? Any sport and any era." Um, three. Jeez. Okay. Um, far out. Well, I have really my hard. first one. Okay. The, the game seven of the 2016 NBA Finals with Cavaliers and Warriors. Yeah, that's a great answer. I can't say that now. It's a really good answer. Um, <laughs> oh, well, the 2012 Super Bowl for me, obviously. Yeah. Or the Mile High Miracle two weeks earlier. One of the two. Um, I'm not yeah. going to cheat and say both. That's lame. Um, this, well, I mean, I was there when the Soccerers beat Uruguay, so it's not like they've... I mean. It would have been nice to be at that Japan game when they won, but like, you know, I saw Tim Kale score that sick goal anyway, so whatever. Um, yeah, well, I would have taken my second one as a 2011 pack of Super Bowl as well, but I think what's the spirit of the that question? So, like, that grand final that South played the Dragons in, that they always, still, mm. the 1965 grand final, they still talk about it now, where like there was fans sitting on the roof and shit. Stuff yeah. like that. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, or um, the 1966 World Cup final when England won. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the best, best matches ever or anything. But I, I still think even without my, like the Cavaliers final, would want to be there kind of anyway. It's hard for me to separate that one out. I can take away the Packers and say it's just whatever I mean when you go to a final. There's got to be some World Cup finals football. That yeah. The one yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 2006 was a, just the Zidane headbutt. Yeah, but like that wasn't Not like. Final. I know. Yeah, but again, like the thing with the games like that though is like, that's just kind of in like a neutral country in a very sanitized mm-hmm. environment, which I think, yeah, it true. defeats the purpose of, of the exercise. So like for, like that, that South Dragons final, South didn't win that game, but you know, mm. there's people sit, hanging off the rafters and shit. Like that's the kind of stuff that is, is yeah, true. Cool. Okay. I um, don't like Miracle on Ice. Does that count? That's an excellent answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a good one. When Kathy Freeman won gold at the 2000 Olympics. Yeah. That'd be a good one as well. I'm trying to think um, there's Miracle on Ice and uh, yeah, those things, you're right. Bigger events, like, fuck, there's got to be a couple of Ali or Tyson fights that'll be worth it as oh, well. Oh, Rumble right? in the Jungle. What are we doing? Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, there's some good answers there. Um, but I can't get um, past my own teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Rumble and Jungle is is probably a good answer. Or yeah. um Tyson be that guy's ear. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, that's also good. Um or even when um oh actually oh, actually I cannot believe I've I've done Nick Campton like this. Um mm. there's a there was the there was a UFC event. Um it was a UFC event in London, and we talk about it all the time. It's when uh Michael Bisping fought won the title. Um mm. but because UFC events at the time uh uh, because they at the time um, had to line up with Australia, uh, with American TV audiences. Um, mm. This happened. the The main card started at like four in the morning, so people went out all night and then went and watched their local lad win the UFC title at four in the morning. And me and that's good. Me, me and Kevin talk about it all the time. Would have been a really special thing to be at. I've thought of two more while you were speaking. Yeah, not for me, but the I just it was it was big enough because I was a sports center watcher. You learned from last week when I was a teenager. But the Red Sox in two thousand and four, people faffed about that forever. That's a good answer. That must have been a thing. And then the other one, I just thought of thinking about cricket. It's nothing to do with Australia, but I'd love to have been there when Dwayne Leverock. Funny. Yep. <laughs> that's, yep. That's no. Fair. fair. That's a good story to tell people. Remember, oh, I was there. I, I went. Yeah, I bought tickets to that fucking game when I saw Dwayne Leverock mm. take the greatest big man catch of all time. Or not? Okay, that's it. That's enough questions of that one. I think so. Kid Allen, please talk about Reese Walsh for an additional fifteen minutes. Oh. <laughs> Actual question: How will he fit into the side position-wise, and how can Bron- the Broncos maximize his use? Well, he's fullback, right? Uh, in at least in the short term. Yeah, I think there's long-term potential. And that was when he left last year. The discussion that Kevy was having with Reese was what I've been talking about was about. He could pick at that point. I was like, mate, you tell me we, we want to play next year, fullback or six, and we'll play you there. Like, Kevy was desperate to keep him. Uh, obviously, other things went, went went sour, and you know, Pete Nolan pretty much lost his job over that. And it's worth it if he gets Reese Walsh back anyway. And fuck anyone who cries about us getting him to break his contract. That's how the fuck he got to the Warriors in the first place. So no sympathy there. Um, but yeah, I think he'll just sign on the fullback next year. Tomorrow, Martin's been really good for them. But if they sign Reese Walsh, Tamara is obviously gone because Ezra Mam is a six. They're not going to step him back for Tamara. So he might end up with the Warriors or elsewhere. But yeah, start at fullback. And I think it's a really good fit because they've, what they've got, they've got a shit hot back line now. Oates, Herbie, Staggs, Cobbo, Dean Mariner on the fringes, who is just fit again. And he's in the 22 for the first time this week. Um, he'll probably come into first grade next year, the year after. There's a lot of good guys to feed there. And the, the thing that uh, Tamara has done really well for them is he's got good ball out wide, early ball. And that'll be a big part of Reese Walsh's game, a good backline to work with. But he could also, you know, spend a few years learning on, with Reynolds and, and spending time com, you know, combining with Ezra. And, you know, see, maybe he ends up in the halves in the future. And it's good for as a Brisbane fan now to look and you see Ezra's there. If they get Walsh, great there. And maybe if, if Moser becomes the guy I've heard he is with Corey Pakes, first time in a long time the Broncos would have had quality young spine players alongside Reynolds. But when Reynolds is done, it doesn't really leave a lot of question marks. You know, it would be a whole to feel, but we'd have we'd be able to bat, hopefully get other guys to step up in that time. Another thing it also feels with confidence is in, in is that he's probably not going to leave again. You know, if he's coming back this fucking quick, we can probably be pretty confident that he wants to stay around. Regrets, the, you know, the decision he made. Wants to be out of Brisbane. Family's there. You probably feel pretty confident that he'll be around at the Broncos. And it's always been a bit of a worry how often you hear these guys linked elsewhere. But funny what winning can cure. Indeed. Funny what winning can cure. Uh, next question. Hamish Neal, with the Raiders obviously hard done by, what's the over-under how many time, more times we see a similar scenario again this season. Two and a half? Like, it's not going to happen to anywhere near that extent again. Yeah, under. Yeah, under. I'll take the under. And so the other one that happened that was really close, that was really close to that, was when Jackson Hastings kicked that field goal mm. uh, against the Eels. He kicked that field goal on a six-again tackle. So they were given it, and he kicked it. But uh, that should have probably been a penalty as well. But there's also no guarantee in that situation. Well, there's no guarantee the Raiders kick anyway, but there was no guarantee. It was like 40 out that the Tigers were going to kick that goal after it anyway. 
Uh, we won't see it that often because it's really rare that a team is down by exactly two or by one in front of the sticks with three infringements committed and nothing's done about it. And in this instance, what was done about was a six again. And if there was a six again rule, there might not have been a penalty. The ref might have let it go. But the controversy comes from the referee recognizing there was an infringement and then the penalty happened. But there's, mm. there's only one of those that happened so far. Anyway, next question. We're over on to Discord. So again, you can join Discord if you sign up for patreon.com for us and rookies. You can get on there and ask us questions and talk to us all week. Uh, follow baseball bets at one today I'm back. Uh, <laughs> uh, next, so the question here is from Rough Belly. What are your NLM and W player names that wouldn't be out of place in a fantasy story? Yeah. Uh, Phoenix Crossland's the number one pick, right? Yeah. He said Knights men's team has some bangers. Like, yeah, Phoenix yeah. Crossland is it definitely in there. Uh, the Zahara Tamara. Zahara Tamara is a good one. Who else on the Knights that's good? Um, Tex Hoy. I feel like Bradman Best is almost too hacky to put it in a book. Stafford Toa, not the Knights Stafford anymore, Toa. but that's a good yeah, one too. That's a good one. Um, Shout out my guy, former know. Manly Reserve grader Magnus Stromquist. That's a great one. Yep. He might be the best one. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's... Uh, um, I've started to realize quite quickly, not a lot of Islander representation. Brad, Bradman Best genre. is also good. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Islander name representation in the uh, fantasy genre. I'm no, 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 no there's not. <laughs> I'm like, I've never seen no fool my Arno in a book, you know? It's true. Uh, uh, Steph Hancock, for some reason, would be a classic average white person's name in a book. Mild mannered Steph but, Hancock, yeah, the librarian exactly. by day, but by night, <laughs> a superhero. Yeah, uh, God, we, we should. We'd, we'd be better than this if we got asked this what are cool names. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm struggling. We we, know, uh, we we said heaps. Yeah, got a couple. We got a couple. Yeah, that'll um, do. I'm terrible. Yeah. Oh, You're there's right. too many Kobe's. They wouldn't be in um. Heather, they wouldn't be in books now. But there's like Kobe Ruggless, Kobe Hetherington. Kobe's all mm. coming everywhere. Too many Kobe's. Uh, next question. Snyder pilled score. Sue breaks a try scoring record first. Alex Johnson or Edric Lee. <sighs> mm. Uh, Justin, after beating Parramatta, it's such a say that South are a shit team. People don't want to know it. Ugh. Oh God, here we go. This is this. Frankie's put support to keep. This. Oh no, we got an actual question now. Thank you, Frankie. No, this is what I was journalism. One. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Frankie, you have twenty four hours to complete. Yeah. He says you must do one of these things to six, one to twelve, yep. one to eighteen, and one to twenty four. Now these yep. things are we have to do is either run kilometers, have wanks. Yep. Drink schooners. Okay. Eat donuts. Which way are you doing it? I already think uh, it's a pretty clear wave here for me. There is absolutely a very easy way to do this. Um, yep. So let's start. The wanks is the six. Obviously. Like it, anyone who's like, trying to put a PB up, there's a ceiling. I mean, if maybe if we were 15 and didn't have partners, yeah. maybe. But mm. yeah. That, yeah, that's I think that's. Yeah, six clearly that 12 so he, for me. So here his oh okay. So um I'm going twelve beers. Yeah, I went eighteen beers. Yeah, okay. I'm going eighteen kilometers. Yeah. And then the twenty four the donuts is clearly twenty four. Because here's the thing, right? Because at, initially when I thought about it, I was treating it like those like monstrosities from donut time. And fuck eating no. 12, 20, 24 of those, right? I had a box of fucking Chris the, the uh, But yeah, the, uh, if it's if it's cinnamon, fucking if it's Krispy Kremes or Donut King cinnamons, then fucking it's got to be Donut King cinnamons or like it just yeah. God, I had a couple of decent bakery cinnamons, fine because I, I think Krispy Kremes I'd feel fucking terrible. You feel if terrible you left twenty four Donut King cinnamons in my house, I might just eat them all over the course of a regular day, even if I didn't yeah. have a challenge like but, this. But I feel like those are things um, that I could eat two of them with breakfast and, and still go look, for a run and not feel like I ate terribly. Well, the, but the other thing is, dude, you could even if you walked. The 18 kilometers would take you six hours. So you could literally knock this all like, and once you get, the, you, you get that out of the way. The beer first. and donut walk challenge. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, donut and the other. You, no, I mean, you can run a little, you can just get as well as quick as you want, but you know, you're just going to get 18 k- k- kilometers done and then you go home and just, you're always hungry after you run long distances as well. So then the donuts would be easy and the beers. Just have a few beers as the day progresses. Easy. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hughes asks Cowboys 15 in defense in 2021 
Cowboys second in defense this year. Player said all they did in the offseason was fitness and defense. Is coaching really that simple? No. Sure. No, no it's know. the six again rule change. That probably that is. team has a giant pack mm. that was getting run around the field. And fitness and def- obviously helps. And those players being fit helps, but they also brought in guys like Nanai and Gilbert weren't on the edges last year. They're really mobile on the edges last year. Nanai and Gilbert weren't there. Tamalolo wasn't fit all of last season. They've had change. You know, Dearden and Townsend weren't there last year, who are both pretty solid defenders for halves. Like, it's just saying that the team has changed as well. But the six again didn't help them last year. And we spoke about in the preseason when we did our preview, we were obviously wrong on them, but we're worried about their their mobility with the rules. But they're fine now. Anyway, six again, does Kalen Ponga ever have the Hain 09 Carney 10 Barber 2012 season or run a form? He's a talent. His talent appears to make him capable of. Hell no, I don't think so. Hell no. Uh, all those guys you mentioned there have far more damaging running games than Ponga has. They're much. They were better through contact. And I, I know Ponga's had a great step and similar, but those like you can't have a season like those guys had by hanging at left hand side, skipping outside of your man, and throwing a pass, a long pass. You know, like. He, you know, he's not really a guy capable of a lot of the, the big long distance efforts those guys did in those years, but that's fine. Uh, Brenton Sloan, can you rank the flavors of M&Ms from goat to trash? So flavor, does he mean like type of m Yeah, I, I'm embarrassed about how long this took me to understand because yes, initially I was like, they're all, all the colors taste the same. What is he talking about? Yeah, but no. yeah obviously he meant um, the varieties. So, okay. If we're just going with like, are we, because like, I don't know which weirdo American ones you can count, right? Because otherwise, we'd be like, there's probably a million of them that we don't even know about. But can I'm, we count? Pe- can I'm, we count peanut butter in this? Yeah. So I'm going to say I'm counting peanut butter. I'm counting okay. pretzel. Okay. I've never had pretzel, so I can't. Okay. I'm counting that. I'm I'm counting peanut butter. I'm counting pretzel. I'm because those have times when they're available here. Okay. Peanut pe- pretzel has been a promo here. Peanut butter you can get at the you can go to American like a, candy shops. Yeah, they got an Easy Mart and shit and get one of those. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, okay. I'm counting them. I'm counting peanut, obviously, the standard yeah, and, ones and the plain here. and crispy. But what I want to know is where are we sitting on the promo ones? Like where we currently, so we're not much of a sugar household here, but Anna bought these like cookie jars, glass jars that she, you know, she was using two of them once, put something in the third one to fill it up, right? So we bought M&Ms the other week for the yeah. first time in forever. And we bought like five flavors. So I've tried them all recently. Terribly because we ate like the whole jar in like a week. But like we tried brownie ones, for example. Are we rating... Brownie. I, I don't know anything. Like, I don't think so. I think we've got to keep yeah. it because they're a stand in America. But what I'm saying is, they suck. They could be. Oh, <laughs> <What's this? laughs> because they're like they're kind of chewy on the inside, but like it's like if you made the texture of a Skittle into an M M&M, and M, but bigger. Oh, I don't like that. No, not great for a chocolate. Okay, so I'm not counting pretzel because I've never had them. But the other four, I think, is regular is fourth. Peanut is third. Then it gets tough. I think peanut butter is a very... I think the top two are clear out of sight. Peanut butter is second. Crispy M&M's are one of the goat snack foods. They are amazing. They are fantastic. Crispy all the way for me. A clear clear number one. See, for me, the, the how I like to enjoy an M&M is a crispy with something else. I like, I like to pair my crispy M&M with one of the other ones. No, like know? when you could buy those boxes where I had all of them together. Yeah. That was great. They all I work like well mi- together. They're a well like machine. I like minis more than the regular size ones. It's only because they give you the sensation. Oh of yeah, mini M and M's are fucking great. No, that's minis. A, are I, great. Didn't even, I didn't even think about those. Yeah. So yeah, I've just I've just had my M and M's in my mind recently. So I, I would still rank. I think Crispy's are number one. Uh, crispy peanut number two. Uh, the almond like the sorry peanut butter number two. The almond ones number three. I think it's minis four. I'd have minis third. Yeah, I forgot actually, about minis. I forgot my no. I'm going to put the pretzel ones for. I'm doing it because they're fucking great. But you can you can have them. I just never have. Yeah, I just never had them. Uh, and then yeah, them them four, and then I put uh, minis fifth, regular sixth. Regular is the worst of the the regular range. It's around, but I did in America, and I've, I've I also did it in China. I did when you go to like the M M&M M store and try all the other ones. Yeah, there is some shocking M M&M M flavors out there. Like um, what was there? Fuck this pump, this pumpkin spice. You know, it's a thing everywhere. I America. had those. They Terrible. were garbage. Yeah, Terrible. yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Like 
if there was a little bit of pumpkin spice, it tastes good. But and, and I'm suck. a pumpkin spice guy, but they suck. Yeah, I like white chocolate. White chocolate and M's terrible. Um, there was like like Christmas themed ones that were light chocolate, and they were the colors of Christmas, and they had some other Christmas spice and terrible. Oh. Pretty much, it was like, if you go to the M&M store when you pick all the types, pretty much you just want to get the ones we mentioned, the top like five, and put them in the same thing. That was the main takeaway from doing that. But it is the M&M store like that is a good adventure. I look mm. forward to doing that again if I ever go back to Times Square because I loved it. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Is anyone Oh, mint m and suck as well. Oh. Dark chocolate m and suck as well. There you go. Oh, fuck. I said, did I say peanut or almond? I meant peanut. You said almond, but I just ignored it. I meant peanut. These almond as well. Almond are further down the list. Yes. Almond is like seventh. But yeah, it's peanuts. Yeah. Where I, want I, them. I realized yeah. they do exist when you said it, but I've never had them. So I just didn't. You can buy almond in the store here still too. Yeah. You know, I remember now that you've mentioned them, I'm like, oh yeah, they yeah. exist. Yeah. 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 Peanuts better. Anyway, good question. Eminem's mm-hmm. ranked. Uh, geez. Snyderfield scores. What's your favorite word to say with a Boston accent? Uber. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Docky G is does the AAA league and MLB have some of the weirdest team names in pro sport? Hell yes. yeah, they do. Shout out to my beloved Montgomery Biscuits. Yeah, the mate the the vibes is a great team name, not weird one, but the Rocky Mountain vibes. Yep. Oh, that logo was sick. That's what it's today. Yeah. yeah. Rocky Mountain vibes. Got to, I've still got to buy some of their gear. They're AAA. Um, there's like we knew uh, that I've, I haven't well, got Albuquerque much- Isotopes are yeah. a real team. It's like Rocket City Trash Pandas. Oh, they're great too. Uh, what are the the roll the ones about the roller ponies? Who's that? Oh fuck yeah, Tuck, I know what you're talking Tuck, about. Uh Armadillo Sod Pillar uh, Poodles. Um I don't know. There's lots of good ones. I went through this at work because I got well, my work also does American sport. Um I used to have them like sort of memory, but you did this in the past on the podcast. I've lost them all now in my head. Didn't know I'd lost that in my memory. <laughs> But here we are. Anyway, you people can Google that. There's heaps of them. Uh, was who is the most frustrating character in TV history? Ooh. Um, the collective cast of Silicon Valley who could just never get it right. Great show. So frustrating. Just the have frustrating. a win, boys. Cycle. Stop going back yeah, in circles all the time. That's it. Okay. Uh, that's a better question than what I think we could get to the answer of. I haven't got a better oh, answer than that. Get... My answer was pretty great. Um, it was... There's got to be like people in shows who you root for and they just keep fucking it all up. Like, um, actually, oh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re frustrating in the sense that I was frustrated with the character taking up so much time and being so overpowered. Fucking Euron mm. Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. Yep, he sucked. You're right. It's frustrating because um, it's like, why is this guy just be, why is he able to kill a dragon with one crossbow thingy? Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, I don't like how much you might but if if I did Ted Mosby. Oh, that's a great one. He fucking sucks. He's he your mate. Suck. He's not my mate. Marshall is the only one on that show that deserves happiness. Well, there you go. Um, it's hard to split unlikable. Yeah, I, I, think we, from I think we frustrating, but I think you're on the, the, those. I think we we right. found a we found a good few. Um, I don't know yeah. anyone else. I think that might be it. I know I used to say Piper from Orange and New Black, but people like she's supposed to be that, so. That's true. That's the whole point. I got over that show though as well, so I wouldn't know. If yeah, I got same. That I got to go back. M got really mad when I said I stopped watching it halfway through. So I mean, I think no, I need to just go back. I'm done. I'm not going okay. back. You're out. You're opting out. Uh, yeah, I'm not going back. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't dare. Uh, okay, I think that's enough of that one. Next question. Uh, a couple more here. V8 Tiger 90, 1988. What were the most popular bands at your high school? Did and do you still listen to them? For him, it was Blink, Linkin Park, Limp, Eminem, and then. The more hippie rock like Jack Johnson, JBT, late high school. Mm. The same, man. I yeah. mean, he's like two years older than me. So it's like, yeah, obviously, I this, mean, this yes, is like, the same. it's the same. Um, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I still listen to Blink. I still listen to Eminem. Eminem. Limp sometimes, getting hammered. Yeah. And there's all like, you know, there's some like, you know, Teenage Dirtbag were wet by weightless, huge when we'll be younger. But like, Stacey's mom had its Stacey's time. Mom, yeah, had its time. How hard would yeah. it have been to be a girl named Stacey in 2005 at school? Would have sucked. Impossible. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I can't really answer, change an answer because it's he, he's right. It's the same. And yeah, Jack Johnson had his time as well. So did uh, jo- the John Butler trio were hanging around there too. Ben oh, Ben Harper was the other yeah. one. Yeah, who's the Aussie dude? Which one? Uh, 
Yeah, I know. I'm doing great here. The Aussie acoustic. Pete guy, Murray. That's Pete him. Murray. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd pour Murray in my head, who is the fat prick. Oh, the, the <laughs> fucking fat dickhead on Sky <laughs> News, who yeah. is the other like Murray. a huge racist. Yeah, good. Chanks yeah. uh, Bro, Sank, hey, leaves. Canberra is one of the most beloved players in the club's recent years. Mm. Except by Lunar Kits on the greenhouse. To that end, what is your most beloved player who played less than 75 games at your club? Great question. Mm. I have, I don't think you can count current players who are probably going to go over them. So you can't say like Selvin Cobo or anyone like that. And I can't yeah. say Lachlan Ilias, for example. Uh, <laughs> um, I got a few answers for this. I have three, in fact. Mm. So I think like a li- it defeats the purpose a little bit. Uh, just by naming guys who were good for you in years where you won the comp mm-hmm. but weren't around for all that long. And that's yes. two of these guys. So I'm just going to mention them and move on. And they are Linebreak Lottie and Ben Teo. I think they're both excellent pursuits. But the guy, for me, by a mile, is um, Ashley Harrison, who was basically... You know he could be one of mine as well. Yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. Um, who basically was the first competent player South signed when they got him in 2003 was South's best player for 2003 to 2005. Um, unfortunately went for the Roosters after that. Um, and was, I think the first player to make his origin debut as a rabbit. in like, a, in like since, since they got reinstated into the competition when he got picked for Queensland in 2005. Um, yeah. Loved him. Great scored player. A of tries with South too. Yeah. He scored a try every three games, which, Playing lock and back row the most most of the time, pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, that that's 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 my answer for that one. I'm going to say Ashley Harrison. I checked as well. Cristiano played 80 games. So we well, see the thing with Ash Harrison is like if you asked me, I would have told you definitely played more than that many games for South because like I remember he left left the Broncos. Oh, I knew Mitchell. I knew, and it just felt so vivid that he played for you guys longer than that. I didn't but he, need to he, look he's that just done one up. It. Yeah, I know. Well, also, like, also Bo Champion played 80 games, so I also couldn't mention him. Yeah. Well, um, I have a couple. Yeah, and I'm not Ash Harris. I'd liked a lot, but he doesn't in there. But mate, Dave Taylor, yeah, who uh, could have been in yours too. I think. Right, he's only three years at South too, right? Uh, uh, I didn't bother looking that up. I assumed he I was so. no, he's yeah, yeah, 63. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess he could have been too. But the thing yeah, with Dave so. Taylor was, I love talking about Dave Taylor now, but he was an immensely frustrating player during his time at my club. Well, so I was sad we lost him, but he had that only one really like, great. He year was for never us my favorite. Rabido, like I love talking about the guy now. I love watching old videos of him doing cool shit. But like, mm. it was fucking frustrating when you'd be six points down and he'd put a grubber in on the first tackle or throw a flick pass over the sideline or do some shit. Yeah. So again, it's not, like when yeah. I love watching Cristiano after he left. It was frustrating at times when he played for South. It's the same same sort of principle. Yeah. So some other guys too that like blubbered to me. That I loved Greg Eastwood. I yeah. loved him, and he and he left, and he only played like. 60 odd games for us, but he's gone. This is one probably more Broncos fans agree with in Queensland fans in general. Carl Webb, uh, who somehow played less than 75 games for us, close, but he didn't play that. He, he'd be up there, he might be the only answer. Uh, I also liked Ennis, who played less than that for us. Wally Lewis probably counts, but I fuck that. It was not long enough at Brisbane. Day for feeder still for me, could come back though, could change that. Um, yeah, I think they might. Uh, Barry Berrigan. For that okay. year and a half, <laughs> sure. Why not? Nah. Well, because most Broncos dudes either play much fucking longer. You know, so it's it's a um, tough one. But I think, um, yeah, Reese Wester for me as well. I'm a dumb cunt. I know the answer for all Broncos. Yep, Drell Yayi. Yeah, that's the very sad ending. Yes, everyone loved Drell Yayi. He's a Broncos. Reese Wester, 41 games for South. Yeah. He, he threw that pass. I went 12 meters forward. That we scored a golden point winning trial. That mm-hmm. was cool. And I also, um, I also Scotty had Prince, a but he wouldn't say beloved by Broncos fans. Big soft spot for Jamie Simpson as well. One of those guys in that sort of mid-tier time, um, like after we sucked all the time, but before we actually got good. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of time for him. Um, I could do the reverse. All, all the Broncos are hated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sure you could. Anthony sure Mundane, Lachlan Maranta. <laughs> Hate. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. my, my boy James Roberts has too many games. He's not beloved he by really? the fans. That surprised me. Oh, yeah, I... I, I I was I just was mad at him. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last question. Michael L. RCB Sharks says, if you were to buy a pub on Caxton Street, what would the theme be, and what food are you serving, and how much does a schooner or forex cost? Okay. Um. I don't know if the I don't know if the listeners are ready for Borealis yet. <laughs> 
this is obviously a long-standing fever dream between me, you, and a couple of our friends. But yeah, I oh, actually know to remember what the name originated. Yes, yes, <laughs> the spiritual, the spiritual partner of the Aurora, which is our yes, the beloved shithole pub near Central. Um, yeah. so my thing, dude. Like, I always, I always thought this would be a cool idea. It probably wouldn't work in principle because, you know, people are awful. But mm. I always wanted to open, like, you know, there's pool halls. Yes. I wanted to have a bar, but instead of pool halls, it was a beer pong hall. So there's beer pong tables everywhere. Everyone just has yeah, a beer. It's, 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 not, it's one of those things. It's, it I don't know in good. Queensland. In Sydney, it's legal to have the tables. It's not legal to advertise beer pong. That's right. The I, RSA stuff. So we could wait, advertise. If, I could, if we could call it like something that people would very clearly know, reference beer pong. Yeah. So like I remember, red, our, our bar is called Red Cups. Yeah, we had to do it right when we we, we so I obviously managed by like a decade ago when they had we had a pong night we they tried to do that type of promo and the friend had heaps of fucking issues. That's so funny. But we had to advertise it as pong. That's what it was called. So people already were like, "What the fuck's pong?" You yeah. could put the tables out. You could put cups there. You couldn't tell people to play it. Dumb shit like that. You couldn't encourage people to play it. All that dumb dumb fucking whatever rules. You couldn't call it beer pong. It was like there's cups. You can play a game with them, but we're not. You know. Really stupid. So that would be tough here, but it exists in American pubs and it's fine. I like, um, fuck, what's it called? The shuttle, the shuffleboard thing. We play it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's called shuffleboard. It's, I think that's good. Well, it's not the full size shuffleboard. And though. also cornhole. Cornhole. I think cornhole is a good one. Yeah. Um, we could just, I just want to have a bar where we play all these games. Yeah. But games and drink and whatever. Yeah. Something to do that's not just sitting and drinking, which is every pub in Sydney. Yeah. And that's what the dude, the dude who owned my old bar, the guy who owns Holy Moly and all those, all that shit. That's the reason why that dude's made a bazillion fucking dollars because he's offering you something that's not just sitting at a pub. Yeah, and they've got everything. Yeah. Like they, they just opened a darts bar as well now. Darts, bowling, like, two gaming yeah. places, Sky Zone. Like they got everything. The Sky's. So there was Sky Zone next to my house, and it's now yeah. Holy Moly. So the Holy Moly, this mystery, there's like an escape room hotel thing, and yeah, they own Archie too, Brothers yeah. Arcade. Yeah. They own the whole. It's like yeah, the do. size of a fucking Bunnings. And it's all next yeah. to each other, like next to my house. Um, yeah. We used that Dine and Discover vouchers at Holy Mother last week. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, but, yeah, you're right. Just like a point of difference. Like it is fun to just go to a pub and have a round of darts or play pool or play other games or whatever whilst having a beer. No law and, against it. Uh, in terms of food, you have to have pub staples, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, I, for me, well, I, well, I, I love Mexican. I'd make loads of tacos. Maybe it'd be that thing on the side. But generally, mm. you got to have pub staples. Just honestly, you do. People go to pubs expecting them, and a good version of it's fine. And you have your own little thing or whatever. But when I was younger, you saw you have a pub that has like American barbecue and good burgers. That exists everywhere now. Mm. You know, pub food. Yep, good pub food. That's it. And um, also, at least one then, vegan option. Yes. And what we say, uh, what, how much does a schooner or Forex cost? Well, if I was able to afford a pub, I would have had to have won some form of lottery. Yeah. So the schooners would be like five dollars because I'm not running to make money at that point, you mm. know. But you also don't want to get a place full of too many dickheads. Uh, the theme, though, like I don't know, shitty pub that you have play games at and drink with your mates. There's your theme, as you said, one god. Yeah, pubs don't really have themes, though, right? Um. Yeah. Okay. Pubs have themes, right? But get on. I never go back to gimmicky pubs with themes. Sally's are the only one I've ever gone back to being like American themed bar, you know? Yeah, I love Surly's. What a place. Yeah. I would yeah, I wouldn't mind recreating similar to Surly's as well and just having it like I hate what I fucking hate the tab thing they did. I fucking hate that. Still an issue there. If people don't know there's a pub called Surly's, great like American pub, which has like a downstairs which sports bar. The very American setup upstairs has shuffleboard, as we mentioned, and some arcade machines and whatever. But they set you they literally, if you're sitting at a table, you can't just go up and buy a beer. You can't just buy one beer. You have to have a tab. And it's a place you're supposed to go with like a group of eight people. Good fucking luck splitting an eight person tab. Yeah, it's a fucking punish. It's a nightmare. People innocently go home and forget their, their tab or whatever. Or someone goes somewhere and whatever. And then everyone gets fucked. It's that, they've ruined it doing that. So I've, I've been less since the tab thing became a thing. Used to go like every fucking second or third week when I worked right near it. Mm. Anyway, that's it. That's all the questions. Oh, we did it. All right. Well, we did it. Fantastic. All right. Everyone enjoy, I guess, the sports. Existence. Yeah. Footy Wimbledon's on. 
it's all good. We're all having a good time. Yeah. All right. We did it. Okay. Uh, I've had three hours sleep because of the tennis. So say goodbye, Thank Mitchell. You. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. Thank <laughs> you.